I want to say something before I call the worship team and then we go to second gear. Jesus. Jesus. In the book of Psalm 16. Psalm 16. He said, oh my soul. No, let me read from verse 1. He said, preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. Oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent one in whom are all my delights. Now, this is the psalm of David. The first verses give a tone of his son. You know that this psalm was written in trouble. You need to know that. David was in trouble when he wrote that psalm. And look at the first verse. Look at the first verse. It says, preserve me. Preserve me. Meaning he was in danger of death. Preserve me. Oh God, for in you I put my trust. And then say, oh my soul. So he is... He's speaking to his soul. Have you realized that sometimes when you are in trouble, your soul is the one playing games with you? Have you realized that your soul is up and down? I don't know if you are like me, but sometimes I get to that place where my soul is just down. And, and, and you feel like behaving like the pastor, but it does not work. Because your soul is pulling you back. And that's the place where David was. I know that sometimes we need to compose ourselves and get ourselves together, but sometimes it's too much. And sometimes the struggle seems not to end. And David said, oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. So David is reminding his soul of what the soul said when he was in time of joy. When you said to the Lord, you are my, my God. So, so, so you, and he goes on. He said... And for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent one in whom all my delight. So, so David is just taking a stand back. And look at, looking at the life of the saints. And he said, they are my delight. It means that when I'm going through something, I need to look in the church. Somebody that has victory over that thing. And when I see somebody that has victory over that thing, I've got hope in my life because I know that the saints are overcoming. So that's why we are together, that when you are going through something, don't look on yourself. Look in the body and see who has overcome, who has a testimony of that thing. And then you connect to that person in the spirit and you say, if God could do that for him, God can do that for me too. So your delight is in the saints. Hallelujah. Then he goes, he says, Their sorrow shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. So, so although David is in trouble, he knows that there is no any other God that can save him. So he looked to the saint and he sees that the saint have the answer. But he looked the other side. He looked the idol worshippers and he said, no, these people are in trouble. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. 
He said, if I drink offering of blood, will, I will not offer, nor take up the name on my lips. It means that when I look at the world, even when it seems like prospering, I will not mention it. I will not compare myself to them because their shame covers them. Although it seems like they have what they want, but actually what they want is not what they want. Uh, because what they really want is the Lord, but they are seeking in the emptiness to fill the void with something else. But we have found the Lord. So David said, I would not even mention with my lips. You know, it's because sometimes people are talking too much about those people in the world that have this and had that and had that, and then it depresses you the more because you feel like, what about us that are saved? You don't know you have something bigger than the temporary thing. So you have the Lord in your soul. Hallelujah. And you can stand and say, listen, what they have is temporary. What I have is eternal. So I will not mention them. I will not mention them. And he goes on and he said, Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance in my cup. Now, now, if you don't understand why David is talking about the Lord is his portion and his inheritance, you will think he's saying this because he is just in love with God. No, let me tell you, David was born in a family of many. So as a younger son, he knew he had no inheritance with his father. So he knew that humanly he cannot inherit because he's not the firstborn. And if you know how inheritance works in Israel, the firstborn is the one that inherits the most of the stuff. Now, David was not even the secondborn. He was not even the thirdborn. So what, what Jesse had that he could share among all of them and all of them be satisfied. So David says, I cannot trust my earthly inheritance. So I need to disconnect from my earthly inheritance to connect to my spiritual inheritance so that trusting God, I know in him, my God. He said, you are my cup. He said, you are my portion. You are my portion. I mean, when they divide the inheritance, there are portions to be allocated to each one of them. David says, you are my portion. So when we are allocating the inheritance, I know what I have already because my inheritance is the Lord. And the Bible says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah. He said, the world and everything therein, for he has founded it upon the water and established it upon the sea. So David knew that if I have the Lord as my portion, then I have everything. So instead of fighting for just enough, a bit, I fight for the source. So I get connected to the source so that I will not get dry. So I will, I will be connected to the source. So the Lord is my portion. The Lord is my cup. Now, if you're a Bible scholar, you know that there are two meanings of cup. One cup is a cup of pain and one cup is a cup of delight. Oh, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. That's the cup of delight of the anointing. But two people came to John, to Jesus, and they said to Jesus, we want to sit at your, the mother came, the mother said, let my son sit at your left and at your right. He said, can you drink the cup from her that I will drink from? So that's a cup of pain. So David said, you are my cup. So, <laughs> so David didn't specify. So David was saying, doesn't matter the trouble I'm in, you are my portion. 
So when I'm in joy, you are my portion. When I go through pain, you are my portion. You are not just my portion for the pleasure. You are my portion in everything. So I see your purposes behind whatever is happening because I know that I delight myself in you. You are my cup. I put you first. You are my portion. So when we are dividing an inheritance, I'm not hasty. I'm not, I'm not troubled because I know I have already my portion. Then he carried on verse, he said, the lines are fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a goodly inheritance. I hope the lines are fallen for you in good places. I hope the lines are fallen for you. Now, let me take you a bit deeper. You know that when you are having, when Israel was dividing inheritance, they talk about the lots eh, of each tribe. But do you know that the lot were separated by lines? So, so, so when you have your lot, they put a, a, a marker here. And they put also a pen, a pen there. And then they put a line. And they divide it. And then this, where the line are, is your portion. And David said, my line has fallen in pleasant places. Meaning, my inheritance is not a dry inheritance. I have the best of the land. Whatever division they give me, that's what the best is. Because you know, it's like in the days of Abraham. God said to Abraham, look up. And as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. But do you remember that Lot has already gone with a good part of the land? So Abraham was left with a part that is just the bad part. But God said, I am the God that can turn. I'm the God that can turn the rocks into a pool. Because remember, when we're coming out of Egypt, I, I said to the rock, bring water. So doesn't matter your, your allotment, doesn't matter the area that you got, your line has fallen in good places. Because you have a goodly inheritance. Because God is for you. So doesn't matter what comes your way, it can be turned into a subject of rejoicing. Doesn't matter what happened to you, it can be turned into a subject of testimony. Listen, listen, you cannot have a testimony if you have not been through a test. The very word testimony means somebody that has overcome through a test and is able to tell what has happened to him. So a testimony is a result of a test that you have gone through. I'm here to announce to you uh, that the line has fallen in good places for you. Mm, that God is fixing a testimony. Then he goes on. My Lord, I like this. He goes on and he says... Let me go very quickly. We are in Psalm 16. So he goes and he says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. What is the counsel that God gave him? You know, when you are in trouble, what counsel God gives you? You see, because when you are in trouble, your heart is quick to despair. You know, I love the Psalm 27. You know I love it. Yeah. Huh? This, this is my favorite Psalm. One of my favorites. I have so many favorites. Uh-huh. My favorites. And, and, and it says, yeah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Do you know this is the man that is trying to encourage himself? You don't say this word just to save him. It means that something was happening. And the man was saying, doesn't matter what happened, the Lord 
is my light. And then he, 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 he exposes himself. He says, whom shall I fear? Uh, it means there was some stuff that would cause fear to him. So he said, because the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? He said, when the wicked comes against me to eat up my flesh, that sounds like witchcraft, and my enemies and my foe, they stumble and fall. He said, though an army may encamp, this man is encouraging himself. This man is recalling the goodness of the Lord in a trouble. So he came to a place where there was trouble and he has to encourage himself. So he's recalling the good things of the Lord. So when you are in trouble, one thing you must do is to recall the testimonies of the Lord in your life. It's to recall what God has done. And listen, in verse 5, it says, For in time of trouble, in time of trouble, what? Ooh, you shall hide me. You shall hide me in time of trouble. Hmm. Then the man goes on and he talks about, he talks about verse 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Mm -hmm. Then verse 12, he said, do not deliver me to the will of my adversary, for false witness have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost my heart unless I had believed. Then I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. <laughs> the man is prophesying over his own self. Oh, he does not need a prophet. He needs his own mouth. And he says, I shall not die. But I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It means that witnesses are against me. My body is witnessing against me. More, my organs are witnessing against me. But even there, I say, Lord, my God. If I've not put my trust in you, I would have lost heart already. Because when I see what is happening around me, when I see the state in which my children are, when I see the state in which my body is, when I see what is going on at my work, and I see all this, if I had not believed in the Lord, I would have lost heart. Ooh. Wow. Wow. But then... Let me take you to Psalm 46. Are you here with me? Yeah. We're going back to Psalm 16 now. Don't, don't worry. Psalm 46. This is another man. God is my refuge and my strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Do you know that all these psalms are written to encourage oneself? Yeah. <laughs> then he said, even though the earth be moved... Even though the earth be moved and though the mountain be carried into the midst of a sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountain shall shake with its swelling, there is a river. Somebody help me. There is a river. The river of the Holy Ghost. I can go to that river and drink from the Holy Ghost. He said, there is a river whose stream shall make me glad. The city of God, the holy place of his tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be 
move. God shall help her just as of the break of at the break of dawn. The nation rage, the kingdom will move, and he uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob. Then he carried on and said, come and behold the Lord who has made desolation only us. Now the man is talking about what God can do. Uh, God can, can say a word and everybody is, has lost heart. But now, in the midst of all this, God said to the man, you have testified too much about me. Let me come into the scene. So verse 10, God says, now be still. It means in the midst of your trouble, when you are encouraging yourself, you are quoting my word, I stop you and say, there is a plan. Be. It means be at rest. And know that I am God. So you, you are trying to encourage yourself. You are saying good thing about me. You are lifting me. But no, I'm tired of you talking about me. I'm talking about myself. Be still and know that I am God. And he said, I will be exalted among the nations. Hmm. I'll be exalted in the earth. So I don't need people to try to exalt me. I can exalt myself. Be still. And know. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe you have cried night after night. The Lord is coming tonight and say, be still. Be still and know. <laughs> Somebody say, be still. And know that I am God. Where, where, where were you? Where were we? And he said, let's go back to Psalm 16. Are you still here with me? Do we have still time together? I, I hope you are not in hurry. He said, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instruct me in the night season. My heart instruct me in the night season. He didn't say at night. He said in the night season. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was not just talking about you go to sleep. He's talking about the season. So there are night season in your life. Uh -huh. Then in the night season, you don't see where you are going. Like you, 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 you just, you're just looking for somebody to help you. In your night season, things are not clear. In your night season, you can't hear. It's like you don't hear from God. In your night season, things are not in order. But God said, even in that season, my God, in the night season, I will speak to your heart in your bed. Hmm. He said, I have set the word Lord always before me. He's saying, I made the Lord my priority. The Lord is first in everything I do. And then he said, after that, my heart is glad. And my glory rejoices. He's talking now about Jesus. And my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol. Nor would you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Remember, this is the same word Peter said in the book of Acts. And Peter told them, let me remind you that David was a prophet. He was not talking about himself, but Jesus, knowing that the body of Jesus would not see corruption. So let me tell you something. What is amazing is that when you walk with the Lord, at a stage, they don't know if it's you or it's the Lord. 
your life is so much in sync with him that even your doings, people don't know. Is that the Lord speaking or is it him? You see, I've been with people, sometimes I'm teasing them, they say, thank you for the prophecy. They, they are confused. They don't know if I'm teasing them or I'm prophesying. God wants you to be in that place where even your laughter is a blessing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That, that, you, you shake somebody's hand. I, I, I went to a place, we went to pray somewhere, we went to a retreat, and there was that guy that we were going through the, uh, small hills and we're walking, and there was that guy, a uh, big guy, and, and he couldn't walk properly. So when we came there, I knew he would be in trouble. So I held him like that, and we climbed, and we went. When we came to give account, the guy said, something happened, I want to testify. So what happened? He said, I knew when I came here, I was possessed because I was so angry with all of you. But when this guy took my hands, that demon left me. Me, I was helping him, but it was a deliverance. I helped him through the hills. And when we were going, the demon couldn't stand because I've touched. Who touched me? Somebody has touched the aim of my garment. You know, you, you go to the, 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 the shop, you see somebody, you greet the person, and you don't know what has happened. Yeah. The person is just healed. Yeah. He goes to the hospital and they say, what happened to you? He says, I don't know. No one prayed for me, but somebody greeted me. Yeah. God does not expect everything to be formal. It's not everything come, receive. No, no. No, 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 no. Sometimes somebody is depressed. You say, how are you? You give a hug. The spirit lives. It means you have come to a place where you are in sync with heaven. There is a, there is heaven wants to synchronize with your, your life so that heaven may say, if you have seen him, you have seen me. Because he and I, we are one. Those who join themselves with the Lord are one spirit with him, says the Lord. So you, we, we are coming to a place where we want, we want to be distributor of grace. Distributor of the grace of the Lord in a way that, that we don't need to come to a service before we become effective. We can be effective in the workplace. We can be effective in our home. We can be effective wherever we go because we don't need to be in a service to experience God. He said David was a prophet. He thought he was talking about himself. But he was talking about the Lord. He said, let me submit to you that his grave is here. So probably he has seen corruption. But he didn't know he could see corruption. Because he was so much in sync with God. So his thought became God's thought. Delight also yourself in me. And I'll give you a desire of your heart. When you delight yourself in the Lord, your thought and his become one. God. Then he said, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness. <laughs> Listen, this psalm, David was talking about two realities here. He was talking about earthly and heavenly. So for you that think, as a Christian, I need to suffer and suffer and suffer to show that God will suffer for Christ. We need to suffer and suffer and suffer. Now, it's a good message. Hallelujah. But those who talk like that are not serious. You know why? Because they must go to Iraq. If you are very serious about I want to suffer for Christ, climb in the plane, go to Iran. 
and stand in the square of Iran and preach the gospel. Then we know you want to suffer from, for God. You are lying. You sitting in your dining room. Sometimes they have that small uh, camera on YouTube. No, we must suffer. Those who don't talk about that are not preachers. But you are sitting in your dining room. Go to Iran. Then we will know you are serious about that. that. Go there. If you can go to Saudi Arabia and you say, Jesus is Lord, then we know you want to suffer for Christ. You can't do that, but you are, you are, you are persecuting people that say people can be blessed. No, we are talking about the blessing. Why we about the suffering? Do you want to suffer? Suffer. It can be your portion. David understood that even the struggle of life are not compared to the blessing that is upon my life. So, so for David, he was not even suffering because he said, this is too cheap. God has, do so much, has done so much for me. And, 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 and he said, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So when you are a follower of Christ, not only, not only you, 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 you benefit of his grace here on earth, but in heaven, you also benefit of the grace. So, so, so you can be in a place of joy. And I say joy does not mean you don't have trouble. Mm -mm. Joy is a wealth out of you that testifies that you trust God. So your joy does not depend on the happenings. Your joy depends on a well that is deep inside of you. You are drinking from the living waters. So your joy is anchored in the Lord. So then you can rejoice at all time. You can rejoice. People say, let's preach about people must suffer. I, don't want to, I say, don't worry, it will come. This one we don't need to preach about. It comes upon you. Yeah? The apostle in Jerusalem will never preach about that. But persecution came still. Hallelujah. I'm tired of people that are criticizing everybody. Sitting in the dining rooms, taking a computer and writing about people. What is wrong with you? I know it's, it's going live stream. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about those guys. <laughs> because I know our message goes everywhere. So you sit in your room with, a, with one light, with a computer and, 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 and a camera face on your face, and you are criticizing everybody. This one is from the devil. This one, and you, you are from God. But this one is from the devil. But you, you are from God, but you are, you are, you are, you are, you are just limited in a room. Those who are from the devil are living crowd. You are, you are, you are living your computer. What kind of preacher are you? Internet preachers. A shepherd worship. Somebody say, if you think you are a leader and no one follows you, you are not a leader, you are taking a walk. Say, if you think you are so right and people have to go on the internet just to listen to you, you have a problem. We don't even know where you stay. We don't know your address. You are criticizing people. Hiding. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Help us, sweet Jesus. Jesus. So if your ministry is to expose false preachers, I pity you. 
Although it's important to warn people about some stuff, but God cannot call you in the body of Christ and say, you, you. There is no, there is no such in the Bible. No one was called to expose other people. So when your calling is to expose other people, you are not called. Yeah, it's a mistake. You are a mistake in the kingdom. <laughs> yes. Yes. So when people say, shoot, that church, don't go there. You say, why? No, I don't trust that pastor. He's not from God. And you say, you say, no, I'm going to divide. No, don't go there. Yeah, they are weird there. I don't trust you. These people they are very weird, you know. You sit there, somebody falling around you. And you, know, <laughs> and, you, and, and you don't know what is happening. It's like, ah, it's a chaos. Ah, I don't want to be there because it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Who told you? You know, I was a preacher. I was preaching against this. Me, I preach against this. Yes, I was like a good Baptist preacher. <laughs> I have nothing against Baptists. I'm just giving an example. Uh, and uh, when I preach, I preach that anyone that shakes and falls, it's not God. And I was known for that. I, in a meeting, I said, no one shakes here in my meeting. And people were like, they want to shake, but they can't. So they... <laughs> and I look at them, you know. <laughs> And I thought I was doing God a favor. Hey, no, no, no. Hey. Then, then one day I made a mistake. I went to a meeting of the shakers. And then I sat there. And I was in myself. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy was preaching. And I started to shake. So I put my hands in. I thought that devil has gotten into me. Why did I come here? My other hand, I put it. And that devil. And the guy said, there is a man of God there. Ooh. And I thought. They took me in front. And then I didn't want to shake. So I was like. The guy started to prophesy over me. I had to prophesy over me. I don't tell you what he said. And they took a, a video of it and they kept it. Because they said, that guy that is speaking against I became like Paul, the preacher that killed us now himself. He's preaching the same gospel that he was against. And when I stood out from there, uh, my meetings, people are shaking. But what must I say now? Must I apologize to all this crowd? I said, it does not work like that. Because I, I got my theology right. You know, I was raised under theology. Yes. So don't come to me to say, no, theology, that one, don't come to me with that. I was raised on the theology. You must understand that. Mm -hmm. If we have to preach theology, I can preach. Yes, I can discuss. Hallelujah. But something messed up my theology. The shakers. (laughs) Something messed up my theology. And God did it in a way that mine went to the other side of the boat. You know, in the, in the meeting, one or two people will shake. When I stand, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Then somebody said, no, he's using a spirit. 
That's not right. Even in Bloomfontein, there's a guy that is going around saying, I'm using Gudanini spirits. You know that? He talks to people. He says, this guy, be careful. Stay away from him. He's a Gudanini spirit. And then I say, but you are depressed. I'm not. So who is using Gudanini? You that are saying I'll use. You are depressed. I know you. Your marriage is collapsing. My, mine is good. Come. <laughs> so, so, if that's what Gundaleni does, then I prefer that. If your Holy Spirit cannot fix your marriage, if your Holy Spirit cannot give you a sound mind, if your Holy Spirit, if your Holy Spirit cannot give you joy, then I don't want it. I want the Holy Ghost that gives joy to people. I want the Holy Ghost that calls people to walk into righteousness. I want the Holy Ghost that calls people to walk into sanctification. I want the Holy Ghost. I've been a shaker for the, for the past 20 years. I have never cheated on my wife. I have never in my life. Never. No woman on this planet can come and stand in front of me and say that you are flirting with me. There is not. Because I got the shaking mentality. So, so I shake those things off. I shake, I shake the dead leaves off all the time. It's falling apart. Hey! 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 If people say you are crazy, say I'm, I'm glad I'm crazy for Jesus. Yes. 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 So when people criticize me, I say, bring your foot. I'll bring mine. That's all. Bring your foot. And I bring mine. And let's present it to the Lord. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can't even pray 15 minutes. You want to criticize me. Who are you? Yes. Let bow knees for half an hour and see who will stand up first. I'm saying to you now, don't listen to nonsenses. Focus on God. Focus on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, I love the Holy Ghost. I say, I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Spirit of God. I love Him. I love Him. I can be drunk with the Holy Ghost anytime. God is about the fruits, it's not about the body language. I prayed for somebody and I stood like this. And my hands were shaking and that person fell and the demon left. And the pastor called me and said, what was that about? <laughs> he said, you are doing this. What was that about? I said, did the demon leave or not? He said, it feels like there was movement. I said, okay, do the same. You do yours, nothing happened. Why, why are you criticizing it? It's not about this. 
It's about what happens. It's about the person is delivered, filled with the Holy Spirit, following Jesus, loving Jesus. That's what matters. So God tonight wants to set you free from the spirit of depression by filling you with joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I say the joy of the Lord is the, 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 the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm a joyful Christian. I refuse to be a sad Christian. I refuse. The Lord is so good. I'm not saying tough time are not coming to me. I will be lying to you. Tough time comes. But I refuse to trade my joy. Yes, I, I keep my joy anchored in the Lord. Because my trust is my joy. My trust is my joy. My trust is in So, 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 so I've been both ways. For those who study theology, I've been a Calvinist. Yes, I've been a Calvinist. Yes, I've been that. I've been a secessionist, meaning I didn't believe that the miracles and gifting were for our time because I was raised in the church like that until I met the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Ghost told me, who told you? <laughs> who told you? So, so, so if you don't believe in, fine. But leave us alone. <laughs> Jesus. I say Jesus. I say Jesus. Jesus. 